Hi Crumpets, Grace here, just giving you a heads up that we've got a content warning for this episode, so if you want to check that out, please head down to the show notes where you will find out a bit more detail, but not too much detail because we don't want to gross you out, that's the whole point. We hope you enjoy the episode, David, over to you. Hello and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles and no small surgeries. Oh. I'm David Knight, your Dungeon Master, and I'm joined by these grove dwellers. Say hi, everyone. Hello. Uh, hi. Uh, hello. Hello. It's like grove anatomy. Hey. <laughs> well, do we think the operation was a success? Oh, I bloody hope so. Then let's cue the theme tune. Woo. Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice Seize your sheets and d20 Let's play D&D Your haggard character swaggers with daggers in each hand You've all discussed what you must, but even best laid plans Take a turn when checks are missed Roll initiative Brandish your blades Gwendolyn and Gaius incubating glowing insect eggs, the party pushed forward to reach Woodstop, hoping for healing help. However, on reaching the tavern there, the innkeeper, Wib, turned them away, worried that the eggs would hatch and infest his pub. He sent them on to find the Grove Mother, telling them to look out for fox statues along the road. As they set out following the northward path, Juna focused on purifying some holy water to help fight the infection. Then resting for lunch, Gaius polymorphed Enkidu into a hawk to scout ahead for the fox statues, whilst Juna began the ritual to turn Ruana into a hawk as well. Flying over the canopy, Enkidu spotted the statues easily before slowly circling back toward the rest of the party. And as the others waited, another hawk landed nearby, and thinking that it was Enkidu, <laughs> Gaius ended his spell, stranding his friend somewhere in the forest. <laughs> this hawk revealed itself to be the Grove Mother who opened a pathway to her sacred grove for the whole party, reuniting everyone. Turning her attention to the infections, Grove Mother Vanala Hetheldown used Juna's holy water to burn out the bug eggs from Gaius's leg before settling down to purify more holy water for Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn prepared herself by approaching the effigy of the Wilder Queen in the center of the grove, and with a comforting smile from the carving and the smoke from a bundle of burning twigs, she fell asleep. You fell asleep? <laughs> um, so, I'll say between Gwendolyn's side surgery and 
just the recovery period for her to wake up, like extra healing magic being pumped into her. Like it's probably been the length of a long rest. As Gwendolyn, you wake up, um, the others have been relaxing about the space, uh, looking over you, but the Grove Mother has actually gone out to hunt for dinner for everybody. Oh! So she's left you in the grove sort of by yourselves for the moment. Ooh. How are you, Gwent? Um, that, how long, how long have I been out? Like a sort of long rest sort of a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, hours, yeah. wow. Wow. I really liked the, um, the smudge sticky thing. That was fun. That was a good way to, to relax. Do I still uh, have it, David? Um, it's probably been like used up, but yeah, yeah. you've still got a hold of it. Like sort of the, the nubbin end of it. I'd quite like to, are there any of the sticks about for me to just caddy up in case we want to anesthetic? Make a, make a nature check, I will say. Eleven. Eleven. Um, like I say, as, as, as I said last episode, like none of these sticks seem to be native to this particular forest. But uh, you know that she took some of them off of the vines uh, from the sort of carving okay. in the middle. So you do walk over and sort of you take some trimming of the vines and kind of hope that Whatever it is that she snipped off is much the same mm. as what you've got now. I'll uh, ask her later. Yeah. Thanks, baby D. How does it look, everyone? How does it look? How does it look, David? Yeah. Um, having, having again, lots of healing magic pumped into it after the fact, uh, it's looking okay. There is a bit of a scar that runs down your side. In a similar way to how Gaius's uh, leg had been like wrapped in this sort of knitted fabric, uh, you have to like pull some of that out of the way and it moves aside quite easily. But yeah, there's definitely a kind of, yeah, a, like a thin uh, white scar uh, down your side. Ah, oh, sweet. D- does it look badass? Oh, it looks so badass. Oh, it looks completely badass. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. And that, that actually kind of makes me fate marked finally, you know? Oh, got a oh my mark. God, Grace, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, can, I feel part of the gang now. I already did. I just... Uh... Yeah. But I, I like that that's how you're seeing this, Gwen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might change my mind when I look in a mirror, but for now, it's all cool. It looks really fierce. And just yeah. think, all your future lovers are going to be like, well, how'd you get that cool scar? And you can reinvent it every single time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, kid. Well, I know how I got this scar. But <laughs> 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 I'm... It is kind of a gross story. Where are all the eggs? Has she taken them away? Or? Yeah, do we know what she did with them? Um, yeah, for anybody that had wanted to watch. Um, yeah, Guy would be curious. June has definitely been watching for mm. Gwen's benefit. Yeah, and, and, you know, a little bit of that was just that, you know, she needed you to, like, help manipulate Gwendolyn's body into the best position and keep her safe. Um a summary of the surgery uh, is as follows, that she essentially made a, a nice slit down the side of Gwendolyn's uh, to, to access all of the eggs and then poured the holy water into the, the cavity and sort of burnt out all of the eggs. Then went in afterwards with a quick scrape just to clear it all out and then sewed it all up with some healing magic. Oh that gosh. sounds a lot like how a chiropodist got rid of a massive verrucra on my big toe when I was a kid. Sounds very similar. Even with, with holy, holy water. water. 
Wait, yeah, what? it was like it was like acid instead of holy water. It like the Farouk was like the size of my big toe, and she sort of poured this stuff, and it made like a big hole in my foot. And then they dug around. <laughs> Daryl has then... taken off his head. <laughs> I choose to believe Vicky that it wasn't acid; that it was holy water to get rid of that Veruca. That's what Me I'm gonna. Too. Me too. Me <laughs> too. And the Sharopodist was the Grove Mother. Yeah. <laughs> and I am done with this cocktail sausage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Chris>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having well, a co- well, any cocktail well done, sausages, David. Guys. That is a realistic account of how you can get shit out of a yeah. body, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so all the all the eggs have burnt up. Sort They're of kind thing. of yeah, burnt up and like yeah, been like scraped out of you, Great. gotten rid of. Great. Yeah. So happy oh. about that. And like, there's and there's no. No trace of anything glowing on down your side or Gaius around your leg as well. In fact, Gaius, you're quite happily like up and walking about as if you weren't even injured. You've again got a small scar where uh sort of you'd had this infection, but almost eight hours later you're 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 walking about as if nothing has happened. Well, to be fair, Gaius has used the scars, so that's fair. <laughs> He's just like, ah, another one to the collection. <laughs> I think I should probably not overdo it anytime soon. We do you all mind staying here a bit longer? Just whilst I um Oh no, no, we can stay here. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, we can stay here. Juna really wants to stay there, but is trying to be nonchalant about it. Besides <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so it'd be strange if we left before our you know, our host returned. So yeah, we should definitely rest. Uh, yeah, we gotta say thanks as well. Is there like uh, yeah. anything around that we can like uh respectfully pluck or pick or or gather for her? I could make her a twain tide. That sounds perfect, Juno. I bet she would love some twain tide. Something nice and warm to come back to. Yeah, it's just a mm. gesture, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, indeed. I'm gonna circles with his finger, poke around. He's very interested in where the heck are we? Yeah. What is this place? Yeah, <laughs> just gonna have a look around. Um, look at the statues. Look at the. The, the, does she live in like a house, a borough? Like, what what was it like? There's actually, yeah. yeah whilst there are uh, a large collection of of wooden and stone statues around the space, all like you know with animalistic um, carvings and 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 creations, and some that are like almost like collect like stylistic plants, um, and there are some like little stacks of stones as well, balanced on top of each other. Um, mm. There's actually no, like, living space here. There's no building. There's no structure. There's no... There's not even, like, any nests, per se. Okay. Um, what, make a survival check. 18. 18. Way. Okay. In which case, I will say that as you sort of, yeah, do move around the space, you realise that, that there's quite a lot of grass, like, growing in between all of these statues. And in a, a couple of different spots... It looks like someone has like perhaps laid there for a short period to rest, um, but even like the shape of, like the way that this grass has maybe been used for some kind of soft bedding, the shape is always slightly different. So you're not sure whether or not that means there's been lots of different people and creatures that have come through, or whether or not she's just fallen asleep in a different form in so many different places. True, um, but it is like creature shaped yeah yeah exactly nothing like unnerving it's just like you know or maybe a bear might have slept there maybe a person slept there maybe like a small dog slept over here Mm -hmm. 
She's so fucking cool. Mm. Um, what did the what did this the, there was a there was a very specific statue last time, wasn't there? What what was that again? Mm. In the so in the center of the grove uh, is yeah. one very large tree, and on the front of that has a like a carved effigy of uh, Sylvie. Oh, am I still sat at the base of that? Yes, yeah, that's where you've woken up. If Enkidu does come back over to investigate that area, mm. I'll let them all know. Before I fell asleep, I. I'm sure she winked at me. Oh. Gwendolyn's going to be looking up at the face. And is Sylvie, it's, is this the, it's also, she's also known as the Wilder Queen, right? Yeah. So Sylvie, mm. Sylvie, um, she's the, the luck bringer, the Wilder Queen, uh, sort of the goddess of nature. And other than like luck bringers, blessings, obviously, do we know anything else about Sylvie or the Wilder Queen? Um, make a religion check. Is that open or just Juno? Yeah, open for everyone. Uh, oh, I, d- I swear to God, I am not rolling more than a five these days. Oh, no. This 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 die you gave me, Daryl, is broken. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Minus one to, to intelligence is fine. It's a 12. An eight. Guys, do you want to roll as well? Yeah, um, I got a 16. So as you kind of like start the, the discussion <laughs> about what anybody knows about her. <laughs> Uh, again, beyond her different names, uh, Gaius is the one that comes out with with most of the answers. That yeah, she is. Uh, whilst yeah, sort of, she has the domains of of, of nature. Uh, she's also keen on games of chance, and uh, like okay. she's so it's like she's always she's almost like a, a slight edge of chaoticness to her. Mm. From sort of teaching wise, like she promotes happiness. Uh, she believes life to be the fullest when you're not taking it too seriously um and in a kind of like as as nature is kind of left untended uh like that you should just let your life grow in whichever direction it happens to grow in like you shouldn't be trying to like force yourself to be a thing you shouldn't confine yourself to a set path are you trying to make juna follow this faith baby david <laughs> if you weren't already no, have you designed a, a religion for juna <laughs> not purposefully it's like that's just what she yeah but is it is is following your own path following the idea of balance because if your path leads yeah. in one direction or another that's not necessarily balance though is it vicky no but it's like le- leaving leaving your life to fate isn't it it's not worrying mm. about the consequences of your actions sure my my question is 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 what what's a bigger value? Is it freedom or is it balance for Juna? This is a no small questions. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she chooses either of those things. Yeah. What is, also, what is she? What's her deal then? Sorry, Daryl. Go on. Go on. Sorry, I'm just. Like, no, no, no. no, 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 no you send those another... questions into no small questions, Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the Discord already. Let's go. Go on. <laughs> I do have a very eloquent answer, Chris, for when it does come round. All right. Um, I was going to say another way of thinking about it is chaos. And chaos doesn't yeah. actually mean like, doesn't always mean you're an absolute unpredictable mess. It also, mm-hmm. an interpretation I've come across recently is it also means following your heart. When there are mm. paths set before you, like this is this is lawful or neutrality, like chaos could be going against that. I'm like, no, I feel like this is what I should do and it doesn't fit into anyone else's yeah. way of life mm. and that can also be seen as chaos and chaos as well can be like being comfortable with things not being like completely clear and decided yes. and stuff right mm. yeah yeah I agree 
yeah so like that's as a group that's what you you know her <laughs> sort of preaching to be if like Lovely. preaching is even in her <laughs> in a wheelhouse hmm uh, you saw this statue this effigy wink at you Deli, is that yeah is that what you said i i i kind of felt drawn to her and i thought this would be a good place to make me feel feel a bit more comforted really uh, before going under the knife as it were and and i as i looked at her before i i passed out i i could have sworn i saw her winking at me like almost to let me know it'll be all right or i guess with that information that she likes chance maybe it's just like good luck hmm it's really nice yeah really interesting have any of you noticed this carving do anything no um no we're just concerned for the two of you yeah that's been sort of the focus i'm gonna approach the effigy mm-hmm. yeah just check it out just approach it put my hand on it <laughs> it feel, i mean it feels very smooth like carved uh like it's very well carved this wood actually um yeah just a very you sort of put your hand on like her foot which is sort of like half pointed but also like half resting on like a little nook of the tree Mm. isn't it strange in this place which moves about you know this thing is constant i assume this is part of the grove right i'm looking around i assume so perhaps so as well where it draws well perhaps she's how the grove draws its power and is able to move around Mm. What if the Grove Mother is an avatar for for Sylvie? It's possible. Can they do that? I don't know if I don't know if the gods can like necessarily set foot on our Earth according to some philosophies. I don't know. <laughs> according to Baby David doing that bonus <laughs> episode on the mythology. <laughs> I know. Well, maybe, maybe they. I, I, who knows? Maybe they, 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 they came to. Junimir and they had descendants of their own, or maybe they act through people. Uh, or she, she could know. just, she could just be a follower of Sylvie, who who draws her magic in through this religious way. Because she is a cleric, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> do we think? Do we think that she could uh, help us get to uh, where we need to be quicker? Like. Either she could teleport us, or maybe she could like part the trees. Maybe she has control over how the grove moves. Oh yes. yeah! Can you imagine that if we just like like hitched down the ride with this grove and the grove just like moved through the forest? That would be sweet. It could be moving right now. Why? Uh, yeah, you're here from behind you. Why? Where do you want to go? Oh, yeah. uh, 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 <laughs> hey! <laughs> Turn well. around to see the grove mother with a with a large deer like sort of strung across her shoulders. <laughs> She oh, wow. just like oh, is, flops the body down. Is this for is this for eating? Yeah, I caught that. Um, would you like a hand in stripping it and cooking it? Oh, I would appreciate that actually, yeah. We got some twain tide bubbling away here. Yeah, would you like a twain tide? We don't have much in the way to tide. offer you as a thank you, but Oh, uh, that's that's really sweet. You didn't have to do that. Thank you. We'd so like much. to. Thank uh, you, yes. Yeah, alright, well I'll leave that to you then. Um sorry I've not skinned it or nothing yet. Oh that's alright. We just caught it. I'm a dab hand. Juna starts rolling up her sleeves. All right, and she gets sort of she sort of walks toward where you all are at the tree, sort of plonks herself down, picks up a cup. I'd love to know more about you. I'm I'm a little in awe of you, truth be told. Yeah, we're curious. Like, uh, have you always been in this forest? You've got a bunch of skills, a bunch of powers. 
have you been a world traveler or is you sort of like uh, this is your this is your corner of the world? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. I will tell you what you want to know. I don't mind that. Um but let's at least make it a game. Like if I I'll tell you something, you tell me something. Ooh, yeah, like this. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Before okay, we okay. start, Juna pours everyone a twain tide. <laughs> so everyone has a twain tide and she's skinning the deer. <laughs> Okay, uh, which you notice, uh, Juno, as you sort of go over, that it does look like a bear has caught this deer and not, it's Amazing. not been like shot down with arrows or yeah, anything. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. very much like something has caught it by the neck. Nice. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you're asking me a question first. That's absolutely fine. You are the guest. You're very curious. What's your question again? We're seeking a wizard who said to have disappeared just beyond northeast of this, northeast of this forest. Right. So we were wondering, um, would you know of any mage towers that have, you know, mysteriously that mysteriously vanish over time? Do I know any stories about mage towers? Um, yes, but not in this forest. Not disappearing towers. Right. Okay. My question for you then. Uh, okay. Whereabouts were you in the forest when you got bit? Oh, um, about a day from Woodstock, um, in the south of the forest. The south of the forest. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I asked two Kissing questions there, didn't I? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that makes... Well, uh, my worry, you see, those uh, creatures that got you, yeah, they don't normally come out that far. So... Oh. Yeah, they're normally, they're normally over, over way... The, sort of the, the more dangerous side, the eastern side of the forest, eastern side of the wood there, that's, that's where they, they, they normally tend to... Near the, hi- oh. near the hills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just want to claim that. I just want to claim that as a statement, not a question. <laughs> um, I, I would like to ask um, if it's not too personal a question. Where do you draw your magic from? I, I, I am very impressed with your moving grove and all the things you seem to be able to do. She sort of looks down at the deer and looks back at her, as in, as in a sort of like, I feel like I know what happened. Yeah. So yeah. What? Where do you draw your magic from? Uh, oh, uh, well, and she kind of like gestures to the grove and to like just the wider wood. She goes, I, I'm just like, I'm just really into natural things like, uh, uh, and then, well, when, when I was younger, um, well, I, I, I don't know, I just started talking to this lady here and she sort of points up at the, at the effigy. Uh, I mean, I didn't even live in this forest at the time, but well, you know, I spent a lot of time in, in, in a, in a little wood near where I, where I grew up. And uh, I just thought, well, I'll talk to her because she's, you know, goddess of nature and that. And uh, it's not so much that I heard her talking back to me, but I just got a sense that she were with me. And so mm. that's how I, um, I think that's where it comes from. You know, listening to her, listening to all the, uh, you know, the trees and the, the other animals around. And, and that's, um, that's it. Everything, everything, I'd say. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed that reference. <laughs> I've got a question. Um, oh, it's my turn now, isn't it? Ah, shoot! Why are you looking for a wizard in a tower? He might have answers about what I am. <gasps> oh, okay. Saving that one up next. There you go. <laughs> Juna Juna <laughs> holds Enkidu's hand in a supportive way. No. Oh. And gives him guidance. <laughs> While skinning the... <laughs> skinning yeah, the deer with the other... A, blood, a blood-covered hand, yeah. <laughs> and Kiri's cheeks fill up. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I'm just curious how like、uh, you were able to make this、uh, grove move. Like we talking wheels here? We talking like、uh, hovercraft? Like a flying wheels? <laughs> wheels and hovercraft? <laughs> like I don't know. Like you know, my 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 idea of magic is、uh, it's kind of like hard because like you know I manipulate and I like、uh, poke and pluck and tweak. You know, some sort of magical. Uh, force that I'm not really like sure what I'm doing with. I'm just messing around, frankly, just to see what happens. But I'm just curious, how does this thing work? And and my question is is really like, can you move it for us, or is it just like moving on its own? I mean, I I could control it somewhat. Yeah,、uh, it's uh, it's all her again, pointing up. See, um, from the Solana question, and I'm taking it that none of you's are believers as such. I mean, Again, that's a statement. That's not a question. <laughs> ah, thanks for the reminder. I was about to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you know a bit. I, I get the sense, but well, to go into it,、uh, Wilda Queen up there. She's、uh, she's got spots all over the world,、uh, many natural places, and and we Grove Mothers, we look after these 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 little refuges. You see,、uh, this being one of them, and. Especially when a, a nice space of natural land has grown to a、uh, to a size like the Crownswood has here, well, these things just pop up, and then, well, you know her; she she don't like nothing to stay nice and normal and and keep on the same all the time, so it moves. And I can ask her to to send it somewhere, or I can, you know, get it to to be where it is. And as long as I look after the place,、uh, it listens to me. That is cool. That is very cool. So, what are you then? <laughs> okay, Rick and Kidu. Kidu like chokes on his twin tie a bit. As they say in Dravain, he's a lovely bloke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I've. Well, it's been hinted that that a demonologist would be necessary to understand my background, as it were. So,、oh. something in that classification, I think. Oh, okay. Do you mind if I、uh, do a little test of my own? Then that's. I'm gonna stop the. I'm gonna stop the game. I just wanna. You think you think there's something demonic in you?、Uh, one thing to, an important thing to note.、Um, before I've, before I、um, learnt this fact, I,、uh, I died, and I came back in a new body entirely,、oh. which. On the outside, looks human, but constructively is not. But whatever made me classify me as not human in the first place must still be with me, if that makes sense. So I'm okay for you to、uh, do whatever it is you want to do, because I'm I'm really desperate for answers, and nothing in my travels has given me any clue. So、mm. I just thought you should know, just in case that muddies the waters with your test. Um, I mean, it might do. She kind of like stands up, moves over to where、um, she'd been praying at the pool earlier,、um, empty like sort of drains her cup and then scoops it in the water and comes back and offers that to you. He says,、um, "So those bug things, right, from earlier,、mm-hmm. they're from this area of the forest that's been、uh, well corrupted, for for want of a bat- better term, for for a fair while now. It's、uh, it's got a, a sort of abyssal influence, sort of spreading through it. It it does things to all the creatures there, like it." it Mutates them in different ways.、Um, sometimes I, I kind of keep it all contained. That's part of what I do here.、Uh, and sometimes the smaller ones get out. But、uh, 
what I have found is a nice bit of holy water sprinkled on him, sizzles him up and gets rid of all that and kills him off, you know. Mm. So you seem very nice. Not saying I want you to drink this and hurt yourself, but this this is holy water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to take a sip, it might clear out the badness, if there is any of that in there, or I don't know. Can I insight check them? Yeah. I'm not seeing, I'm not disbelieving what they're saying. I'm just trying to ascertain if they actually have an idea of how they're going to look for what they're looking for. Like, are they just poking or yeah, do yeah, they yeah. definitely know something? Oh, uh, 18. Uh, 18. Yeah, you get the sense that <laughs> that she's gone, right, okay, well, I know this works with this type of thing, so well, let's see. let's just see what it does. Like, it, it's very much a, like, this guy might start, I don't know, going up in flames and smoking if he drinks this, but ultimately, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I give it a polite sip. Can you make a constitution check? Do I have advantage? Uh, I don't, do I? Oh, it's pretty strong. Okay. But you do have guidance. If you need I will it. use that guidance. <laughs> Eleven. Um, there is, like, there is the smallest, like, bitter taste to it. Which mm-hmm. I'm not just sure if it's the water or if it's like reacting to you or in any way. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't seem to affect you. It doesn't hurt you in any way. It's just quite bitter and like almost like makes you cough a little bit, like in the back of the throat. <clears throat> but that's it. That's the only reaction you get. Ugh. Ugh. Strong stuff. Ugh. Are you supposed to drink that? I don't know. I normally pour it on stuff, but it felt a bit weird to pour it on your face or something. N- no, that's. I understand. Yeah. Speaking of, how's my patient getting on? How are you doing there? Um, no, we we deserve a question. <laughs> All right, I was being kind, wasn't I? Nah, sorry. Now you go ahead, Gwenny. Well, I think I'm healing up well. Uh, they've told me this guy looks kind of cool, so yeah. Can you just stretch your arm up for me quickly? Okay. Um, and then she just like shoves her nose down into your side and gives a big... Okay... No, it smells all right. Oh, could 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 it smell bad? Could it go off? I mean, it could smell bad, but it's fine. It's fine. Okay, okay. That, but well, that's that's great. I think it's. How did you learn how to do all these things? Ah, uh, just. Uh, I'm older than I look, so you know, you just learn these things over time, don't you? Spend enough time with the animals, they they get a sense of what's what's going on, and uh, you just got to listen to them and uh, take it with you. Do you have good conversations with the animals as well? I wouldn't say good, but I chat to them. I would like to check in, you know. Some of them are a bit more interesting conversation than others, aren't they? Yeah, I do find it much easier to talk to us humanoids than, uh, especially the little ones. The little ones, they get right chatty. They can sometimes get chatty and not have a lot to say, can't they? Exactly that, yeah. Um, She said humanoid. Did you tell us what uh, race she is? Uh, she's just human. She's human. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you've seen her as a as a hawk. Vanilla, how long you been um, uh, poking around these woods? Then these specific woods. Oh, I've been in the Crown's Wood about oh, twenty five years by this point. I used to. I went for a big travel uh, when I was younger. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, where have you been? Where are you from? Oh, all over. Um, I'm actually from. Uh, I don't know if any you know the Dead Holt Dead Holt region. We've that's been mentioned. You kind of head north, right? It's right the way. It's out at El Timpe. Uh, you go through uh, Marath, and it's it's sort of a, it's north of that. If you go into uh, the if you get to the Tierlands, you've gone too far. Okay. Ah, uh, David, have I heard about this region? Make a history check. 
So it's just north of Sulmarath, right? Um, it's even further north than the sort of it's. It's almost like two regions north. Wow! It's like further north than Splinter Falls. Far out. I rolled seventeen and the plus five, so that's twenty-two. Twenty-two. Oh yeah, you've heard of it. Um, and yeah, you. Um, uh, do I know the national anthem? <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true bard. Um, <laughs> you do remember uh, that when you were in the Wingthrups. Uh, workshop and you were trying to build wands deadholt oak was one of the options to like build a wand out of um but yeah well you you have heard of it gaius you're sort of aware that it's it's far up north but it's it's quite a heavily forested place you know yeah and that's probably about as far as your interest has gone (laughs) you know have you been to sulmarath or splinter falls or anywhere like that on your way down here um no i kind of went sort of around and a loop and sometimes well it's i sort of jumped around a place she lets me jump around uh so jump around jump up jump up, jump up and get down jump what? jump 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 that's yeah just like that that's the dravanian national anthem <laughs> <laughs> um just out of interest did you go there orkash oh, i've been to orkash a few times yeah oh it's cool. nice there lovely people in the grove, did you move the grove, or or do you leave it? Oh sometimes? no, this grove is uh, is is for this forest. This ah. the, for the crowns, would you see? Oh, but no, I can I can step off, or I have stepped off before. Do you leave it in the hands of somebody else? Yeah, not always. It depends what dangers there are, or if there's anything that needs worrying. Nature's going to do what nature's going to do. It doesn't matter if I'm here, to be honest. So the grove kind of just goes where it's needed. Yeah, a bit like that. Well, we must offer thanks because. We were very much in need, so... Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, we owe you. Nah, it's all good, it's all good. But you were saying that you wanted to, you wanted to go somewhere. Uh, yeah. Oh, I. V- v- vanilla, we... Um, I was about to call you Vanilla. Uh, I, you did say Vanilla. It sounded a bit like Vanilla, yeah. <laughs> Van- uh, vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> um, in my amazing accent. Yeah, we're trying to get to... Um, and I'm going to point on the map um, the direction we were trying to get to. Uh, northeast. Yeah, northeast. Could we um could we hitch a ride, so to speak, if we wouldn't if you wouldn't mind uh, communicating our request to um your ladyship? Uh yeah, certainly can. We would be uh, most grateful and, and you know, just you know, just tell her we say big props and you know, mad respect and whatnot. I mean there's also the chance that where we're going might be connected to what's corrupt in the forest. Oh yes. Yeah. Now I don't like I don't want to be sending you that way. Oh, but it's nowhere that we don't already want to go. No, but that's part of the thing, isn't it? No, I, I, it's probably better if you don't go there. You know, safety in that. Where we're going, we probably won't be safe anyway. No. I probably shouldn't have mentioned that corrupted place. You, you, you're, you're the adventuring types, aren't you? We are. We're, we're professional adventurers. We've won prizes. And yeah, no, prestige. that's not good. Yeah. I do try not to mention all that for professional adventurers because uh, you're very nice people, but you throw yourselves into danger far too often. Enchante. <laughs> but we don't do it for prestige or, or money. We do it because circumstances have thrown us together and quite a lot of the time we're motivated to do what we do mm. because it is the right thing to do. We're fate marked by it. Boom! <laughs> I, I think she does that, that whole thing. <laughs> <The full boom>. <laughs> boom! <laughs> Miss Septhorn, do you want to hand me those smudge sticks? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I mean, I, I can't control you. I can't. Obviously, I'm, I'm just, uh, just offering my fair warning. But I feel like if I, if I send you off in a direction like that, it's not going to end well for you. And then I'll, I'll feel a bit guilty for, for a couple of days. 
what is what is there? What is there to warn us of? Well, like I say, it's got some um, eastern end of the forest. It's got some some darker influences on it. Some uh, something from otherworldly that, um, and it, it it does it changes the animals there. There's uh, we've got all sorts that sometimes just whole flocks of birds get corrupted and, and will just go screeching through, and they they sort of drive themselves mad, and all the other animals there as well. And there were a what did I fight? Well, it was a wolf troll. It were like. Horrible! They, they, they got, you got your spiders with the regrowable legs. It's a, it's horrible. Okay, and I do, I try and keep it out uh, contained. But normally, when I say those things to people, they go, "Oh, exciting!" and they head straight in there. And I, I, I don't want that. It definitely doesn't sound exciting. It sounds absolutely terrifying. And 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 we would, we just want to say, like, of course, we can say that we're capable. We can say we've come up against dangers many times over. But I'm gonna be honest with you. That's all irrelevant because at the end of the day, this here, I'm putting my hand on Enkidu's shoulder. He's our friend. He's family. He's a brother. And it's not a question of whether we can take what's out there. It's that we have to take what's out there. We have to get there. We have to get answers. And if you give us information, if you can convince your ladyship to give us a ride, then you don't need to feel guilty. You've done your help. You've done... Mm. what you can to keep us safe for as long as possible but even if you send us in the wrong direction even if you send us over the mountains we're going to come back because it's for him and we are under a somewhat of a time pressure as well she sort of shoots a look at Gwen um, there are things that we just need to do aren't there you can be a great help and we will be so grateful Gaius, can you make a persuasion check for me, please? Yes, I can. Oh, it's a natural 20! Yeah! Let's go! Yeah! Sorry for whoever's editing, that's just blown your ear off. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's a great speech. It was. Yeah, ah! deserved it. She kind of nods, she goes, ah. all right, I can take you there. Yeah! But let's have dinner first before you get too excited. Yeah. That's good because I've just finished skinning this deer. <laughs> with one hand. With one no. hand, holding Enkidu with the other. Um, if we are to go in this direction, would it be prudent for us to have a generous supply of holy water? That wouldn't be a bad shout, actually. All right, I'll get to work and do that. Have you got water skins with you? Yes, we do. Yeah. All right. Do you or does your Wilder Queen know the name Geramir Hastan? She uh, sort of tilts her head a bit and goes uh yeah it's a kind of known he's a known he's a uh, gnome? <laughs> no not a gnome a known yeah as long as I've been here as uh, f- for a long time that the forest has been here he's had some influence on it no he's under the hill somewhere and whatever it was that he were doing way back when whether or not he's still doing it now, I don't know. There's old wizards live as long as anything these days. He's um, he's what's I don't know if he's causing the problem or if he's stopping the problem, but he's down down there where where the corruption is. Yeah, see, um, right on the edge of the forest, there is an entrance to a cave system that runs straight under the the hills, and yeah, that's that's really the the central point of what's affecting it, and so it's it. We know that, that if we can keep it all contained there, then then it doesn't spread much further. But it's whatever we were doing down there that, that caused it all in the first place. Hmm. Oh, I assume. I don't know. Maybe he went down there to stop it. I, I don't know what he's doing, but it, he's, he, yes, 
Have you ever crossed paths with him? No, not personally. No. No. But he's been here for a long time, if mm. that's the case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of the trees that have been here, though, they've been longer, here longer than him. Mm. Well, it'll be for the benefit of everyone once we find out what he's doing. That's true. And maybe convince him to stop or find a way to stop it ourselves. All right. Listen, I'll make the holy water, but as I said, I, I'm not too happy sending you down that way. We understand you, Phoenix, and we appreciate your concern, honestly. All right. We just don't have much of a choice. Okay, well, I'm going to go sit over here and do that then. She kind of, like, not de- dejectedly, but like in a... You get the sense that, like, in a kind of mother bear kind of way, just wants mm. to make sure that you're okay. Mm-hmm. And so is like, going, well, I can't control you, but also, all right, well, like, the most I can do is <laughs> is make some holy water. Um, I'm going to go sit with Inala, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaius is going to just spend some time um, just relaxing, resting, um, playing on his lute. But he's also thinking about, you know, this forest and the words that uh, about about the the Wild Queen. And this idea of, you know, it's quite, it's a little bit dangerous, but it's a little bit exciting. And sort of the idea of, you know, following your own footsteps and finding your own path is what Gaius is all about. So he's just taking that in and he's just playing on his lute this sort of foreboding yet welcoming song I think June is going to turn the deer into some sort of stew and have a little root about for some edible plants if they're around mm-hmm. make a nature check oh sorry a survival check 14 14 um yeah as you sort of worm your way around like sort of foraging around the edge of the this grove <laughs> you you get the sense that there's like a, almost like a a ring of like trees and bushes and things that are kind of encircling the whole space, giving it a, a sense of a boundary. Um, and as you sort of are trying to like find something in between all of these, uh, you get the impression that some of these plants that you're pulling up and like adding adding to your little pot <laughs> are almost like revealing themselves just for the fun of it for you. <laughs> so like you'll you'll like lift one bush to to find a couple of mushrooms and then like the next one you'll lift a similar looking bush and find an orange under there <laughs> and like as you're sort of going around and even as you sort of like track back to places that you've already looked like the, the plants are always slightly different for you each time i love this but yes you do find a nice selection of things beautiful soup so rich and green Eating in a hot terrine. That's me cooking soup. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that was? Okay. Yeah. I think Gwen is gonna stay near the the Wilder Queen and try talking to it again. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna say? Do you know Geramir Hastat personally? There's no reaction from the statue. Hmm. Maybe that was too complicated. Um, do you think we can stop Garamir? Again, there's no reaction. Ooh. And then she tries the final question. Do you think it's worth the risk? <laughs> Good question. Hmm. Make a... Make a nature check. Hmm. Ooh. More nature... That's an 18. Oh. Hey. <laughs> um, 
an apple falls out of the tree and just bonks you on the head. Oh. I pick up the apple. What does it look like? Just a green apple. Fresh? Yeah. I bite into it. It's very sweet. Hmm. She, like, kind of narrows her eyes at the queen and just chomps down on the apple and muses on perhaps it is worth the risk because this is a sweet apple and she's learning from Juna's divination <laughs> hmm. she's also inspiring Juna's divination <laughs> Juna's next divination <laughs> Ooh. yeah so she's gonna muse on that whilst munching an apple Grace here, keeping you updated with all things No Small Roles related. We hope you enjoyed our little one-shot of A Familiar Problem, which we released on our main feed in celebration of Critical Role's visit to the UK. As I'm recording this little interval announcement, I am still on a high from seeing the live show at Wembley Arena. It was amazing to see 2,500 people so hyped about watching Dungeons & Dragons. It was very, very cool. Um, If I met you at the live show or Comic-Con, thank you so much for giving No Small Roles a listen. We really appreciate it. We're just a little show, but we make really great content. So if this is your first episode that you're trying, it may make a bit more sense to go back to the beginning. We recommend listening to the first eight episodes and making your mind up if you're going to be a No Small Roller from there. There are also recap options, however, if you want to catch up sooner. Either way, we hope you enjoy. Now, for those of you crumpets who are well up to date and would be interested in adding your voice to superfan chats, we are once again expanding the gang. To be considered, email us a recording telling us about yourself and why you're a no small role superfan. Please record on the setup you would use to record an episode. Don't go over five minutes and send it in MP3 format to nosmallroles at hotmail.com. If the file's too big to attach to the email, we suggest using something like WeTransfer. That's no small roles, roles spelt R-O-L-L-S at hotmail.com. As the nights are getting colder, we have festive shows on the horizon. Vicky and Ben will be touring once again in Open Bar's beloved and magical production of A Christmas Carol. For something not so family friendly, you can see me in Panto at the iconic queer venue, the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. And if you are one of our American listeners, Daryl Bailey is headed your way with Yippie Kaye. If you are near enough to get to Denver Centre of Performing Arts between the 19th and 23rd of December or Boston Huntington Theatre between December 27th and the 31st, oh my, you should get yourself along because you are in for a treat. That is a lot of excitement for one middle bit, so I am going to get back to my cosplay for MCM. Let's get you back to the Abrica Lads. So Enkidu, yeah, as you're sat down with her, mm-hmm. and she's spending a lot of the time just sort of like 
praying over this water again and like she does produce a couple of small water skins she's wearing this sort of like knitted robe thing that you're <laughs> she just keeps pulling things out of it that you're like i don't even think that thing has pockets where yeah. is this <laughs> you know uh but she does pull out a couple of extra like water skins um and like once she's sort of finished every now and then like we'll mm. fill one up and hand you so she hands you three full water skins of holy water regardless of any empty water skins that you're handing back to her uh, many thanks you don't seem too um demonic no it's uh don't think it's an expression or a thing I can feel or detect about myself. Hmm. Um, and is going to look around and see how close the others are. Um, they're a little ways off. Okay. Uh, Vanala, I, uh, I don't know what's come over me, but I find I want to apologise and also ask another unfair favour of you, if you don't mind. Sure. What, what are you sorry for? Uh, bear with me. I'm finding the words as I go. Um, you're a, you're a woman of faith, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah? I've got beliefs. Yeah, the beliefs that nature does what it does and things will find a way no matter how unlogical or how crazy it seems, right? Yeah, oh yeah, everything grows. And uh, regardless if I, t- if I tend to it or not, it'll probably grow. Hmm. Or it won't. Or it won't. Well, I've, we've been through some things. I won't bore you with the details. But, uh... I won't claim that I have, I believe in any particular deity or, or, or religious movement or anything like that. But time and again, when the way ahead or life itself just seems unclear and uncertain or, or frightening, there's always been this strength deep down that tells you that things work out. And when I can't find the strength to believe in myself or where I'm going or what I'm doing the one constant along the way is that there are people around me who pull me up whenever I fall and I've made many mistakes time and again and I've paid for them with my actual life and the first thing I saw when I came back was were the people who walked my path beside me I know we've asked a lot of you and we've only met you today but I I do want to ask if you can spare a bit of that strength that faith has given you so far in your life for for us, that we'll succeed in what we're doing and we'll come back and pay you back with thanks and some boon to help the forest, which has given us our lives as well. And that's just what I wanted to ask of you. Uh, I mean, yeah, I could certainly try and offer some help. Uh, belief, though, I mean, that's a... That's, that's, I can offer some belief in you. That's that's exactly what I was asking for. Okay. It's a funny thing, isn't it, belief? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not really... Obviously, I've got fairly strong ones. <laughs> gestures at the woods. Uh, and you say you're not really a believer, but I think you know it innately that belief isn't just about faith. Like you say. Uh, your friends believe in you, and that that gives you strength. Yeah, more than I can summon up for myself. Do you know, I heard a story once about, uh, about, I mean, I'm not even sure if it's a real thing. There was a belief so strong that it, it manifested itself, sort of collective belief, as it were, hmm. created a, an entire uh, creature. <laughs> Where did you hear this story? 
all around. I've been everywhere. <laughs> no doubt. But there are... You kind of see it in everyday life, don't you? Like, even the country we're in, uh, you know, we've got a monarchy and everybody seems to support that, but mm -hmm. it's just because they're believing in the system. And if they decide not to believe, then well, we wouldn't have that system, would we? No, you're right. So, yes, I can say that I believe in you. And I believe that the four of you are going to try. You're definitely going to try and do it. And I'd like to believe that you come back and we can have another, another Twain Tide. You know what? I'm feeling strangely, not strangely, I don't know. It's a new feeling. Confident that we're going to go where we're going. And we're going to come back. Thank you in person. I would like that. Yeah, so would I. <laughs> that is a, that's a positive thing to believe in then. All right, hold on to that. And when you literally go down walking into hell on that, <laughs> try and hold on to some of that positivity, yeah? I'll be thinking about you the whole time. Thanks. Hi, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gives her a little pat on the shoulder and goes back to join the others. Oh, just in time. Dinner's ready. Uh, uh, thanks. I think I'll settle for another twin tide. Juna turns to Vanala and is like, he has a big problem with my cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Do I hear what? this? <laughs> oh, she's not hiding it from you. Okay. <laughs> does, he not, does he not like eating meat? Is that what it is? I cooked worms for them once and he's never really forgiven me. Oh, but a nice juicy worm. That's well, lovely. Thank you very much. Well, what would you cook it with? We didn't have much to hand at the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, fresh worm, I always say early bird gets the worm and that did it. Well, absolutely. Especially for you today. <laughs> Feel free to have my share. I don't need to eat. Are you sure it's actually really good this time? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure. You enjoy. Okay. I'll just take his bowl. <sighs> Is that citrus? Yeah, I call it Dear Surprise. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no, that's a much better name for it. Oh, dear. It's called Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm going to uh, pray to the Wilder Queen. Yeah. And go to the Evergy and sip my tea. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, after a while, Vanala sort of finishes up over at the, the little pool, comes over, joins you for food. She, uh, and sort of, she's sitting there eating her bowl. She's like, um, anyone got any good stories then? It's always nice to hear a story with food. Oh God, I'm halfway through writing a Juna story. It's not finished. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I just tell it? And it's not finished. Go on. Yeah, go on. Um, I actually do. Do you like to hear oh. it? Oh, always. Yes. I mean, I haven't, I literally wrote down some words the other day, so forgive me if this is shit. <laughs> this is the story of twin sisters who were born into the same household, but into different worlds. The first sister was born with a sunny disposition. She was kind and happy, and everyone who met her loved her. The second sister was born with a darker, sharper edge. As children, the first sister spent her days laughing and dancing. The second sister hid in the shadows, befriending other creatures who dwelled in the shadows. As they grew, both sisters discovered they had a small amount of magic. The first used hers to help the people around her, which just made them love her more. The second used hers to dig deeper into the shadows that protected her. And the village she lived in at best forgot she existed, and at worst outcast her for keeping her magic for herself. 
The years went by until one day, completely out of the blue, a clutter of driders arrived to take sacrifices from the village, including the first sister. No one in the village knew what to do until the second sister appeared and calmly spoke the words, Ustan Kampion Dost Avuna. The driders stopped in their tracks, released their prisoners, and walked away. Hmm. The driders? From what I understand, they're sort of uh, half spider, half person. They're connected quite closely with the goddess Lolf. Oh, the spider yes. queen. The Spider Queen. What a fascinating story. Yeah. And again, from what I understand, the uh, translation of Ustan Kampion Dust Avuna is I understand your fury. And they just dropped everything and walked off and left. after hearing that. Yeah. I mean, it's a folk tale that I've heard. I don't know whether it's real or, or what, but I just, I think at this point in our. In our time, it's it's just important to understand that that balance of light and dark, and that it can be the 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 darker shades who are the people who can who have the most to give and, and can save other people. Hmm. If we come up against another founder of the consortium, I'm going to use that line and <laughs> see what happens. I dare you to remember it. <laughs> Juna, Juna, you're going to tattoo that line of me right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're doing it. Let's do it. I'm actually down for that. Do I understand it? your fury. Tattoo. Let's tattoo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Anyone else cool. want one? <laughs> I might as well do it on myself just because I love a tattoo. So, yeah, <laughs> Juna is going to tattoo guy with Ustan Kampion Dost Avuna, which it. if you go to the same drow translator that I found it on, uh, that is the translation. <laughs> well done. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's cool. Well done. That's sick. I understand your fury. Mm. Mm. Vanala kind of gives like almost like a knowing nod. You're like, mm. like carries on eating. Mm-hmm. Vanala, you you say you've travelled all sorts of places. Mm. I'm curious if you know much about Orkosh. I've never visited myself, but I believe my mother to have come from there, and I feel like I'd like to know more about my roots. Oh, uh, yeah, I visited uh, a couple of times. I went to see, uh, <laughs> there's a really beautiful, on top of a mountain, uh, uh, this uh, circle of stones, uh, which they they look after very, like, it's it's religious to them. It really is. It's quite beautiful. Um, Ashhenge, I think it's called. Uh, oh yes yeah I saw that but the view from up there it's beautiful how did it get up there well, you walk up don't you okay how do they interact with this religious monument what do they do with it there's a lot of dancing yeah there's a lot of uh, yeah praying they've got a whole bunch of uh, caretakers and that uh, that look after the place do you know a lot about henges then henges yeah circles of stones well, I've seen a couple in my time, but I wouldn't say I know a lot about them. What other ones have you seen? Oh, there was one in the Dracarost Mountains. That were nice. They called it uh, Tharazul's Crown. <laughs> People there, right? Uh, and they, they, they joked, they said it was uh, the crown of the, an old wicked king that had been given to him by a jealous rival, right? Uh, that made him fall asleep. And, uh, and that, like his snores then 
uh, make the the mountains rumble, and his drool is what forms the rivers. But the fact that it's like an all it's like a crown on top of a sleeping giant, but it's just on it's just out there. Yeah, it was nice. Have you seen any others? Um, well, there's well back in the dead halt. There's there's a there's a circle of stones, but yeah, like we've it's kind of been built up with with the the local halflings there. They call it the the great ancestors, and they uh, they've built a cemetery around it. Why why is that? I don't know. It was nice. Uh, yeah, nine nine big stones, and then lots of little ones all populating the space around. Have you seen any of them like uh, on um, an El Timpia? Popped out to to Twain Tide and saw the, the the little one they got there. That's nice. That's a little one. You seen any big ones? Not in not in not in this region. No. You interested in engines? Yeah, we've seen a few. <laughs> oh, on our, very interested. We've yeah. seen a few on our travels, and uh, there's been what there was one particularly in um, the Lackholt Woods, and uh, we interacted with a guardian of that engine. Yeah, got very close with her. Nice. Juna strokes um, Ruana sort of lovingly. Oh, well, uh, yeah, like I say, they're, they're, they're dotted around. Do you have any thoughts on their power? Uh, well, no. Um, I know I know some people use them for certain things. Uh, but... What sort of things do you know of people using them for? Well, like I say, it's, it's kind of more... more. kind of looks over at Enkidu. It's, it's like belief. Like they're, they're they're used in lots of different beliefs. So, so yeah, the halflings back home they've they call them the great ancestors. They, there's yeah, like I say, there's this this crown that's wouldn't say it's worshipped, but it like is respected that it's you know you don't touch it in case Tharazul wakes up or whatever. Um, they don't touch it. No, no, they leave it be. Um, but at the same time, those the Orcosians with the uh, with Ashhenge, well, they dance. Like I say, they dance around yeah. that. They've got they've got a whole story. They call it. Um, they actually call them the, like the nine dancing maidens. That they're. Uh, I'd love to hear the story if you wouldn't mind telling it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what I know of it, uh, there is a. There was a fire, uh, torments the local, uh, like populace, the the, the people, and uh, there are. Nine maidens from the area who decide they're going to trick the fire and trap it. And so they, they walk up to it and teach it. Uh, uh, sorry, ask it to teach them how to dance like it does. Um, and the fire is very prideful. And so they they quickly circle it and listen to what it's got to tell them. And as the fire dances, so do the maidens around it. And uh, as they're dancing, they secretly weave a spell to trap it where it is, you know, to prevent danger and, and fire elsewhere. But as they finish the dance, they manage to capture the fire, but it notices what it's doing. So with its last embers, retaliates and, and, and burns them till they're, they're pillars of coal uh, all standing around it. And that's that's what they call. And so, it, you know, the, uh, the Okosians have this whole little thing where they, they dance between the pillars and uh, try and hear the, the crackle of fire that's trapped within them. Wow. What a story. Wow. Mm. Do you know much about Torkakosian folklore? Not really. Have you ever heard um, about Carhilda? Uh, oh, well, that's a name. Uh, yeah. 
she was uh <laughs> so the sort of second part of this uh this story uh is that uh, there was supposed to be a tenth maiden called Carhilda. oh can't remember how how she quite tied into it but well she didn't end up she's, she's not one of the nine pillars did she not turn up i don't know i can't remember hmm. it's interesting where'd you heard that name david mm-hmm. how much do i trust her um i mean you're welcome to do an insight check but nothing that she's done like from the off beyond just not knowing her very well mm. has like cued you into any like nefarious no that's what i'm thinking i'm yeah, I mean, she's kind of just been good vibes. Hmm. So no, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna do it. I'm gonna go with my gut. <laughs> hmm. Uh, well, I believe it's a name I was given. Oh, well, I mean, I wouldn't read into anything. A name's a name. There, I apparently you can get given names by. Onomancers in Orkosh. Oh, okay, okay, maybe you may. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, what, what, what does, what does that mean? So, uh, again, don't read too much into it. That's just somebody giving you a name, right? But they do have a tradition where, you know, the parents might name their child one thing, and then they take them to the to the caretakers and the onomancers and and ask what their true name is. Just you know, get a hint at what. Where their place might be in the world, um, and so that's what the onomancers do. So if it we're given by an onomancer, it probably has more meaning than just a name. But it is just a name. Uh, onomancy, as in like oniromancy, is like foretelling the future from dreams, or is that something else? Mm, onomancy, like uh, the magic of names. Okay, cool. Thanks. Juno reiterates to Gwen, "It is, it is a name." It yes. can be whatever you want and need it to be. Of course, and and um, I I want to forge my own path, not be restricted by what perhaps others saw in me when I was just a baby. But I I'm still keen to learn and and to know as much as I can. I I'd like to be more informed. So thank you. I I do feel I've I've learned a little more from you. Well, you're welcome to it. Feel like I'm learning a lot from you as well. <laughs> kind of a sense of what's going on out there. Mm. There's quite a lot, isn't there? There are bad things coming oh. out there beyond the corruption that you've seen in this forest. We've seen corruption in other places. It's like this corruption is one of the corruptions that's coming. Feels like it's converging, isn't it? Well, you know, times change. Change is natural. It's not always comfortable, but it's natural. It's good to remember. Very good to remember. You certainly think we're helping. I think we're helping. We're doing something, aren't we? Yes. I. She holds up the apple core. I think the Wilder Queen gave me an apple. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I asked her if it was worth the risk, and this fell on my head. So I ate it. <laughs> I mean, that's the right thing to do with an apple. Uh, do you think it was her or do you think it was just the wind? Uh, hard to tell, but sometimes she is the wind, so... I don't suppose you've got something I could use to, to hold on to the seeds of this apple. Uh, yeah, I can... And she 
like sort of stands up, takes a slow walk around the tree, and as she comes back to the other side, she's almost holding like a little bamboo, like um, section, a little bit of cut off bamboo. Um, she goes, "Yeah, we can put them in there if you like." Yes, I think I will. Thank you. That's all right. So, um, do you all want to be moving on now? Do you want to? What time of day is it? Because we slept for eight hours. Um... Yeah, you slept. You had a long rest, so it would have taken you. You know, a lot of this day, uh, this this episode has probably taken place like in the middle of the night. <laughs> hmm. That's cool. Mm. Do you want to wait for the sunrise? I have. I have a feeling it's going to be very dark where we're going. Yeah, I'd like to see the sun before. Yeah, let's wait till sunrise. <laughs> yeah. I could probably do with uh, making sure I've stretched and, and trained a little before we go into whatever we're about to go into, especially with my injury. Um, Enkidu, would you mind training with me a little? Oh, I. I don't mind at all. Thank you. So we go do stretches and training. <laughs> uh, you're looking to practice something specific or teach me something oh all right um hmm this should be all right then um he takes out the scimitar and he hands it to her okay um, don't go back any any further than five feet it will disappear uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are terms and conditions um, terms and conditions <laughs> How big is the scimitar? Pretty big sword. It's a big, big sword, sword, yeah. I'd yeah. say it's about two feet, the blade. Okay. I think she's standing She's standing in front of you with her back to you, holding the blade. So it's all, yeah, sure. <laughs> almost could be uh, <laughs> like, you know, when somebody like comes behind you to like, this mm. is how you use a pool cue. I think it's <laughs> 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 like, yeah, yeah, almost yeah. like that, like, okay, am I, am I holding it right? Very intimate. Yeah. <laughs> With their six and the weapon reel, um, it's a light, long sword that gets summoned out. Ah. Bing! Um, kind of like pulls it out of like thin air almost. Uh, a pearlescent long blade of moonlight silver. I bet you um, do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, out his long blade. <laughs> What a big blade you have. <laughs> it was the yeah. pearl lesson that did it, it for me. Pearlescent. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh, all the poetry's gone. Very sorry, <laughs> Daryl. Sorry, it was so sorry. beautiful. It's our mind in the gutter and you're giving us yeah, poetry. <laughs> anyway, um, pulls out the sword. Um, right. Um, stand side on. You're less of a target to hit. Um, for now, just try to make an X, X pattern on the your imaginary opponent. We'll just start with that. Nice and easy. And we do that. Training montage. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a montage. Let's get down to business. To defeat <laughs> ah, the consortium. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the time passes quite nicely. And it's not long before sort of dawn's light starts uh, drifting through the the whole grove um it's interesting even though like you know you have slept and you have rested you've never f- really in this space felt the need to fall asleep hmm. you just felt relaxed yeah nice uh but uh eventually um she does start like sort of chatting especially whilst uh Gwendolyn and Enkidu are sort of busy she chats with with 
with Juna and Gaius a little bit more to get like a real sense of exactly where it is that you're wanting to go. Has an idea. Um, and we're pointing so, right in the like, do not go here part of the map, aren't we? Do not go here, but exactly, yes. <laughs> Certain death. <laughs> yeah, but she's like, she does say like, I can't, I can't get you right to the mouth of the cave, but I can get pretty, pretty close. Is that okay? Is that you're going to be going down there, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, thank you. And if there's anything you know, any extra information or advice you got, besides obviously, don't go there and you'll don't die go there. and you're doomed. Please don't. <laughs> If you're gonna die, at least you know, be food for an animal somewhere, not some some what? That's the point. I want I want to know. Well, exactly, not some demonic thing from a different world, you know. Cool. I I'd like that as a tattoo. If you're gonna die, be food for an animal somewhere. Any like any like tap tips like you know, keep your hand at the level of your eyes, or or you know, um, don't invite them in past the threshold, or 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 something. Is there any anything you could? I mean, uh, I don't think there's vampires down there, but you know, you never know. Well, yeah, you never know. But um, yeah, just anything would be amazing. Where you can run, not everything's worth the fight. Should we take our horses? <laughs> Probably not. Oh, oh no. shoot! I'll look after him here, though. Oh, okay, that would be you. really, really. <laughs> I'll keep them here much. in the grove. They'll be fine. They've got plenty of grass to eat. I'll chat to them. Oh, thank you. This is tubes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Tubes. <laughs> Named after tubes. the fallopian tubes. Oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> Biological. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is Rouge. She likes to stand out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, she does look good. All right. No, no, I'll, I'll chat. I'll keep her horses safe. Thank you very here. much. Um, and then, I don't know. Uh, when you come out, if you do come out, she starts sort of pottering about again, and then uh, again she walks over to the sort of the effigy, puts her hand on, like taps uh, the Wilder Queen's feet, um, and you see the vines do trickle down a little bit more as they sort of grow. And she grabs the end of it, snaps it off, um, and turns around to you, Juno, and like hands you like a seed pod. Mm-hmm. She goes, "All right, you look after that. Um, when you come out." Plant that somewhere and uh, you'll be able to get back here quicker. Oh, thank you so much. Magic item. Yeah. As she hands it to Juna, does it float midair and do, just keeps doing <laughs> do a 360? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, just one more thing. They will know if you're in a safe place. So um, don't be like planting that in the middle of uh, the cave system down there because they won't grow. Plants are picky like that. So we plant it where we would normally plant a plant. Exactly. Same rules of and it'll plants. grow quick and then you'll get here. Thank you. That's really kind of you. You've been so kind and, and thoughtful. We're, we're so grateful, really. If there's anything we can do ever to repay you, just name it. Pray a bit more. I don't know. Talk to her. She likes it. She likes friends. I promise I will do that. Yes. Well, Vanala, look forward to us doing that together. All of us. And Kidu, come back to the fighting. Yeah, yeah Kidu's not oh, there. Oh, no, we're not there. Holy shit, we're not there. Holy shit, cut that out. No, this is going to stay in as soon as you say cut it out. Stay in. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> 
Um, the the twigs. I I keep meaning to ask you, but other things keep coming up. What what are the twigs? I'm so intrigued. The the twigs. Yeah, the ones that knocked Gwen out. Oh, uh, what are they? Do you know brown, twiggy? I don't. As I in, don't like, know. what's brown and sticky? A stick, that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't. I just ask her for stuff, and she gives it to me sometimes. Oh, lovely. Do you want some more? Yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, Thank they you. Just grow. And she does. She turns around, like <laughs> picks up some twigs. This, no, this time, Gina, <laughs> you do see a small react. Like she, you, she turns around and like you know, pats pats the toes again of this carving. You almost see like a little kick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, but she like you know taps them again, <laughs> and then like kick. there is a bit of growth, and then she snips something off and like winds it around and hands you a couple of small bundles. Yeah, you got two. Uh, you got two of those. Oh, thank you. And I promise, um, I will pray. All right. Yeah, we we we're. We're living in a world where we really don't know who we can trust. And even if this has only been overnight, it's been nice to feel like we can chill for a moment. I'm grateful for that. Grateful to have you. There's, uh, it's hard to say, but there are safe places out there in the world, aren't there? You know, I know this one's right on the doorstep of a nice little corrupted bit of forest, but <laughs> there are places that, can provide some safety don't feel like you are alone whatever it is you're doing thank you you hear that crumpets that's what this podcast is all about (laughs) yes come and listen to us it's like you're coming home (laughs) so yeah as sort of dawn comes um and everybody sort of packs up their stuff uh prepares to go she walks you round to the other side of the grove uh, and just sort of pushes aside one of the bushes. And quite surprisingly, as she does so, the woods beyond it seem much darker. They, there, there are much m- more brambles and slightly thornier twigs and trees. And in fact, even the mud looks like drenched in, uh, I don't know, like dark rain, dark water. She goes, well... That's that then. Juna mm. puts the things that has, she has been given into the tea caddy before we step out into the hellscape. Like I say, plant that somewhere. Even in this mock, it should uh, it should bring you back to me. But um, you you know, be careful, would you? You're nice, and I like your horses, but I will let them go free if you don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fair. Well, no chance of that happening because we will be back. We will. Good to hear. We it. will. Yes. And maybe with a fifth friend, hopefully by then. Oh, don't be bringing no demons back. Come on. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I take that personally. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, he can come back. He's fine. <laughs> You'll like our other friend. He's short and blonde. He's annoyingly good at things when you just need him to be. He's a, he's a real abraca lad. Where we're going, we're going to We need don't him. need no roads. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we. I was saying we need orange, but okay. We do definitely need orange. <laughs> All right. Well, what you need to be doing: walking straight ahead. Try not to veer off. And she sort of points that direction, and you'll find uh, you'll find your entrance. Okay. 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 Thank right. you again. Anon for now. Anon for now. <laughs> Anon. Anon. <laughs> Kitty just nods <laughs> as she waves. 
Um, and you you step out of the grove, and those first few steps squelch into the mud, like past your ankles. Juno, it like it's getting up to like mid thigh for you. Mid thigh, bloody hell! Wow. Mid thigh. What am I saying? No, mid calf. I don't. I know my parts <laughs> of my legs. Calm down. Mid thigh. <laughs> mid thigh. No. How short is Juno? Um, no. Yeah. No. It creeps up quite far, and the going through this section of the forest is slow, and you're probably about sort of five, six steps out when. Um, you just have a quick glance around and there is no sign of any more lush, vibrant, healthy foliage that you stepped out of the grove. It's a completely different forest behind you. What? Uh, what's the walking? What's the marching order? Who's ahead? Who's behind? Is it dark? It's early morning. So whilst this is sort of shadowed and there is like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of grey. Mm. Well, I can't imagine I'm near the front because I'm slow. Gwendolyn's heading up the front of the team. Yeah. Jack, you push on. Uh, It's a good couple of hours of wading through mud and avoiding spiky bushes. And there's a couple of moments where you have to all stop and pause because you think there might be something dangerous around a tree. You You hear odd sounds further off. They kind of sound like animal cries, but there's something slightly wrong with them. Longsword eases out of the scabbard just just slightly. Gwendolyn is holding on to her fan. I will be using... I've got the wand of mage armor, and just for logistics and admin, I'm going to have done that. <laughs> Ain't you <Amazing>. scared? <laughs> yep. The loot is being, like, swung around from the back <laughs> onto his front. Mm-hmm. Um, you push on, and you come to a slightly more open space, and there is a pool of water uh, kind of extending beyond. You're not quite sure whether or not this is a, a like a lake that's maybe gone a bit bad. There's, 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 there is moss and things growing in it. There's a lot of algae you can see within it, but the water is quite, quite murky, quite dark. And you start edging yourself your way around the edge of this, seeing on the far side um, slightly more rocky uh, landscape. And even further beyond that, you can start to see the uh, the Felosian Hills up in the on the horizon in the distance. There is a ripple in the water. Ooh, the chocolate. Yeah, okay. I'll have one. I was just thinking the same, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> there is, um, yeah. As you as you're walking around the outside, just like almost like a small bubbling happening toward the center of this pool. Okay. Don't disturb the water. No. That doesn't look nice. Let's um, is there leave a way, that alone. <laughs> is there a way for us to get around or over the water? Yeah, there's um you can walk around it. There's definitely a uh sort of weaving between trees and things, staying on the shore as it were. Like, what does the, the the terrain look like? As in, are we looking? Mm. Are we talking like? Does it look like sloppy mud? Does it look like potential quicksand? Is there anything that tells us here that that might be a hazard where we will be stuck on the banks where we don't want to be stuck? Mm, it's more mud. It's it's definitely a squelchy mud. There are patches of it that are a little bit easier to step on, but 
yeah terrain wise you are having to pick your footing for like secure foot points and like stepping more on like the roots of trees as you're moving through but yeah as you do start edging around giving this sort of pool a bit of a wide berth there is a soft glow of a kind of like silvery teal light that appears on the far side of the pool was it similar to the bugs that we saw literally the other day no um it's more similar in nature to gaius's dimension door hmm. oh can i send ruana across the lake to scope it out yeah as ruana sort of you do send her off she sort of gets most of the way across the pool and then falling through this portal of silvery light sort of right onto the shoreline giving a big old splash is Orin. What? <laughs> and that's where we're going to end the episode. Yeah! Yeah! Oh my Orin's god, back. back! Just in the nick of time! Is oh it my Orin god, though? we need him! Is it Orin though? No. We don't know. It's his body! Or is it an illusion <laughs> sent to trick us? It's another sovereign model. Oh. But an Orin oh. sovereign model. David, did he disturb oh. the water? <laughs> oh! Oh, yeah. Yeah. What an abraca lad. You have been listening to David Knight as your dungeon master, Chris Watts as Gaius, Daryl Bailey as Enkidu, Grace Kelly Miller as Gwendolyn, and Vicky Gaskin as Juna. Original music by David Knight. Please tell your friends, subscribe and follow us on all social media. Thank you for listening to No Small Roles. Anon for now. <laughs>